science plus poetry equals surprise. <gasps> yes, I love it. So there you go. Yes, I love that. Well, that's what music is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because music is very mathematical, mm-hmm. but with the magic of poetry. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Lisa. And this is There Are No Tangents. Feels like I've seen this all in a dream. What's the purpose of a human being? Never mind me. I'm just lost in my thoughts. What's the topic? Ain't no topic. Keep it going. No, no, stop it. Don't get the picture, then we grab it. With no emotion, what's the logic? Not on the surface beyond that. Pull back the curtains, I'm on that. Once we take it there, ain't no going back. Don't be losing the topic, man. We gotta stay on track. Yeah, you so crazy. Yeah, I know it. Tell me a story. Like a poet. Yeah, like a poet. We getting lost in our thoughts. Welcome to the show. Emma and Lisa, they already on the road. So I was reading this interesting article this morning. One of the topics that we have previously just kind of talked about the two of us is you know what is it that we like in music Mm -hmm. are we hooked just by the lyrics is it the sound is it both like what's that combination so this is something that we've talked about uh, before and I know we've both independently thought about it and I just happened to see this random article this morning it was a Washington Post article um and of course i'm not going to remember really much of what they said naturally because i don't remember things but basically they were asserting that there is a science behind why we like the music that we do oh. um one of the points that they made was basically like um you will likely continue to like the same music that you liked as an adolescent So they said something like between the ages of like 14 and 30 being like the most formative years for like your taste in music. Oh, Um, that, well, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And that's interesting because if I reflect back on the kind of music that I particularly liked Mm -hmm. um, in high school and early college, I still like that. I mean, to be honest, like the exact same music, but also music that is similar yeah. um, in sound. Yeah. So um, what's it for, what, what was the, so what was the article saying about that? Like, um, just that that's likely when our taste in music is formed and we will probably continue to like that same sort of music. Oh, okay. okay. So that was one point, but okay. also um, another point they made was that I I think it was a study in like 2021 I believe where they they were looking at how we likely prefer artists who have similar personality traits to ourselves or that we perceive to be similar which probably makes sense I mean that's interesting yeah and they also, I, this was a, I think it was an earlier study. They, I, I can't remember exactly, but I think they used the big five. Mm-hmm. So what are they? Okay. So openness, oh, shoot. 
Um, oh gosh, conscientious, conscientiousness. Yes. Uh huh. Extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Yeah, I think those are the five. So uh, basically, they used that model mm-hmm. um, to study, I guess, like artists. But using that, like, so whatever you have as the top traits in your big five or the highest level, because that's what the big five is, right? It's like you're on a scale, like your range for yes. each one of those. I guess it's the um, most scientifically valid personality yes. thing. And I don't remember mine for the record, but. Um, I'm high in agreeableness, high in neuroticism and high in openness, I believe. That makes sense. Yeah. Lower in extroversion. I would want to like take another assessment or however they, I'm not sure. Do they do assessments to determine that, I guess? Um, I mean, so what I did, I believe it was like an online test, but I, with that one though, it may be, you may be able to find tests that are a little bit more valid than some other person, like Myers-Briggs, for example, just Mm -hmm. a random online test is maybe Sure. Not going to give you an accurate result. I think the point was like, wherever you are (laughs) in the big five, you're probably going to like artists who are similar. I I think that's what it was saying. And then they got into some other stuff too. I didn't have a chance to dive deep into it. It was like um, empathizers versus systemizers, but I don't know much about that. In fact, I know very little about that, but what stuck out at me, um, empathizers like sadness in music while systemizers like intensity in music. How would that relate to me? Because I like intensely sad music. (laughs) There you go. Being a, a, just a bundle of contradictions again. (laughs) Yeah. So if I like intensity, but also sadness, like. Yeah, but, but I don't really know, but I'm curious to learn more about how that relates to, to music. Huh? Oh my gosh. I'm going to look at this. This may not be, um, this may not pertain to what we're discussing, but I took this picture when I was reading with my daughter last night before bedtime. And whatever you just said, reminded me, oh, this is so funny. Okay. This is so random. Um, but I took a picture cause I was like, it really stood out to me. And I thought, I bet Lisa would like this. And so, mm. but on this little page of her book, it just said science plus poetry equals surprise. <gasps> yes. I love it. So there you go. Yes. I love that. Well, that's what music is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, cause music is very mathematical, mm-hmm. but with the magic of poetry. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But so, okay. So let's kind of get back. Well, we don't have to get back to this, but to the lyrics versus sound mm-hmm. and how lyrics are extremely important to me. Me too. Well, um, I, I take that back. I'd say in general, yes, they're very important. However, there are certain contexts where they're less important to me versus others. So if I'm out of a, at a club, which happens never, but you not to, just because of the pandemic, 
Um, I do love to dance though. I yeah. absolutely love to dance. It's yeah. just, where are we going to go in this town? You know Correct. So it doesn't happen often, but in that context, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just wanting something that I can vibe with something with a good beat, something, whatever. And so I don't care. I, I mean, if there are clever lyrics, that's a bonus in that context, but I would say in general lyrics are very important to me. And they're the things that, not to say I can't get swept up by a beautiful, you know, instrumental or something like that, because I can absolutely be touched by that. Yes. Um, but I think it's more the combination, like the mute, like the instrumental kind of sets the scene a little bit. But for me, the lyrics are what come in and either like, make me cry or take my breath away or just like I have these emotional and physical reactions yes they like and me. that is yeah I really like songs that will evoke an emotional response mm. I don't know if this is true for all people so this is where we we would like people mm. to let us know like their thoughts Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Um, lot why we have these conversations and we wonder, we enjoy learning about each other, but we want to know like, how do other people, how do they experience this? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause I was just thinking, um, if I really love the lyrics, Mm -hmm. I don't care as much about the sound, but is that really true? Are they tied so closely together that I really can't separate them? Like for example, could I love the sound of a song so much that I like the lyrics as a result? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I was so one of our favorite bands just released a new album like in the last few days. And I haven't had a chance to listen to it all the way through yet. A few of the songs I had already heard because they had, re- you know, released some early. Okay. What's um, This was on my mind this morning, though, because um, after I dropped the kids off at school, I was listening. Well, actually, during the whole ride, I was listening, but um, I could turn up a little louder after I dropped them off. And I'm like, this is, it feels good. That was my response to it. I hadn't had the chance to like sit with the lyrics yet, but the sound of what I was listening to, I was like, this feels good. Yeah. I like this. But I'm pretty sure for the most part, I like the lyrics too. And as part of that, like familiarity, you know, if there's an artist that you know you like, yeah, are you more apt to like mm-hmm. whatever they put out, even if maybe it's not actually as good? Yeah, I was thinking that too, because, you know, I love the Avett Brothers. And I've loved them for probably 15, 16, 17 years since the mid, like, let's see. So probably like around 2006-ish or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just like, this is a lyric to one of their songs. They swept me away. Um, But they just really I really really loved their music and then I went to um, a concert this was 
they were getting bigger, but they weren't as big as they are now. Um, so the concert wasn't that huge, but it was on the riverfront in Louisville. And I went with my brother and we got to stand like in the first row and they are absolutely incredible live. Like, and so I just remember it being like, this is a transcendent experience. Like it was so good. And I just got into it so much. So then it was like, they could do no wrong in my eyes. So even though I can definitely point to, like if one of their songs come on and I'm not feeling it, I can, whatever. Maybe I, it doesn't resonate as deeply or strongly with me, but there's like so many that do. And there's so many that I could point to that are like, this is like my anthem for this specific season in my life. Like mm-hmm. they have gotten me, their music has gotten me through like difficult times and happy times and like all this stuff. And I've seen them live probably like six times. I don't know, just because they're so amazing. So I definitely relate to that. Like, because they've put out some albums that I'm like, okay, it's good. I'm, I still, um, plus they had a documentary that had come out and that, I watched that too. And that made me fall even more in love with them. And mm-hmm. just... Oh, and that goes to the like personality, you know? Yeah. Maybe you, ha- maybe you're not consciously thinking, oh, they seem so much like me or whatever, mm-hmm. but you familiarized yourself mm-hmm. with their personalities to a degree. So, oh yeah, I've definitely I probably like- feel like not that you literally think I know them, yeah, but it probably feels at a deeper level. Like I know something about them as people. Uh, yeah. Yes. And I don't know when I get into people's stories and they open up their hearts a little bit more and show their like vulnerability or show their whatever. I don't know. It's just beautiful. And I like I don't know. I just really get drawn to that kind of thing. I've definitely tried to type them on the Enneagram. I'm like, okay, uh, I think probably nines. Yeah. I definitely think one of them is, well, one of the brothers, there's more to the band. Of course, I'm talking about the actual two brothers. I won't say more than that, but (laughs) I was thinking about something else. Well, this is, okay, so this is an interesting point um, because I love live music too. And I was thinking of, generally speaking, if we go to a show, it's a small club show, which is my preference. I want to stand and I want to be like where I want to be. And I like small venues. Um, I don't like arena shows or amphitheater shows or like, I just don't, I don't like them. I like small spaces. However, seeing Muse a few times, um, which is huge arena show and they're sh- fun. They're so fun. The Killers is the um, same way. I'm not going to give you my opinion on Muse. You oh, um, you don't like Matt? No, I don't know Matt. I don't like Muse. I, that is, I will absolutely put my stake in the ground. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> like, anyway. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm curious, like- <laughs> No, I just, it's one of those bands. I just. Like you don't like the music or you don't like the band? Both. Okay. I don't like their music. Okay. That's what I was getting at. I was like, is this a separate, like, not 
actually political, but is it a thing where you don't like the people or is it that you just don't like the music? I don't like the music. I don't like the music. And it's so funny because that's actually an example that had come to me and then we're going to get back on this. But when I was thinking about how we've talked about this before, where I'm like, gosh, I just hate when people are so certain, like that's just (laughs) God, that's just whatever. And then I was like, I mean, it's person's preference and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I remember driving down the road and they came on. I was like, God, they suck. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, I'm like being that person. So then I had to change my language to say, this is not my preference. Yeah, right. No, it's okay. For, it's okay it's to say, I don't like them. They're bad. I don't and that's them. really interesting to me. So, okay. So here's a little tangent. So I like Muse. I haven't listened to Muse in you. So Muse isn't one of the bands that like I consider myself to be a particular fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't keep up with them. I don't know what they're doing. I just, yeah, I wasn't like incredibly into them. Mm-hmm. Some songs I really liked. Mm -hmm. And like the first time we went to see them, um, we went with my sister and brother-in-law, like my sister really wanted to go. And so we went Mm -hmm. and then we went a couple more times after that. Cause it's just like, it's a super fun, it's a really fun experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's interesting because I'm not usually, so I would say that I'm kind of neutral. Mm -hmm. If I heard a song, come on, depending on the song, I probably listen to it and sing along or maybe not. Like, I'm not sure. They haven't stuck with me through the years. Yeah, right. So I don't consider myself to be like a legit fan. And I got you off on that. Your whole point, I think. No, okay. So, but but like that. So we saw the killers. Scott's wanted to see the killers for years. I, my experience of the killers is that they were on the OC in, so like whenever that was, 2005-ish. Yeah. And that's how I knew of the killers. And I liked their performance on that show enough that I remember seeing it Hmm. on the show. So Mm -hmm. however, 17, 16, 17 years later, right? But I have not made it a point to listen to the killers like ever. Yeah. However, you know, Scott likes them a lot Mm -hmm. and he really wanted to go. So we were all on board and I knew probably five or six songs, maybe, mm-hmm. but the visuals yeah. were so incredible. Right. It was like an art installation with live music. That's really cool. Yes. And so we were, we did stand on the floor. It's quite different in an arena, but it's the closest I can get to <laughs> that sort of like a small show feel. Oh, that's another interesting point. People are a lot more polite at a show like that than they are at the usual shows we go to. Yeah. They don't like get in your space and like, you know, it's a different scene. Although I prefer like the pushing and crowded, frankly, than like people kind of standing like. Well, my husband almost got in a fight at a, at a small venue show. Oh yes. Pushing. Oh, well. Yeah. I was like crying because I was like, please don't. Yeah, I have to, Scott can get a little bit mm-hmm. protective and he has also made it a point to break up fights. Oh. That had nothing to do with him. That I have witnessed that before. Okay. Like inserting himself yeah. to break up the fight. Yes. 
but yeah, like, even though I don't know that many songs and I would not consider myself to be a fan of the killers, the Mm -hmm. show itself was really fun. And it's just kind of a spectacle. And I, that sort of energy I really like. So, you know, I would say that in general, I like any live music to a degree. (laughs) I'm like, I'm a little, I'm a little picky. You know how I feel about like country music. I'm not like, I don't really want to do anything that sounds not or mosh live music in general like even if it's something that I would never listen to otherwise if it's live it's much more palatable yeah I know what you mean and I'm even well kind of like what happened with the Avery brothers although I really already liked them a whole lot but I like loved them even more and then there's like Brandy Carlisle who I really liked her but I was kind of like yeah, I really like her. She's got a couple of songs that I'm just like obsessed with. And then the rest, I'm like, oh yeah, she's good. And then when I saw her a few years ago at that festival live, I was like, that was another transcendent experience. She put on such a good show. I just absolutely loved it. And then since have been back to see her another time. Mm-hmm. And it made it like, it definitely enhanced my fandom so mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting I was trying to just like relate that to the killers because like I haven't wanted to listen to them, like again, them. but I would go one. back and see them live for sure yeah see they're one that I wouldn't think like oh I want to go see them and purchase a ticket but I do like them I like them just fine I've always liked them you know I don't know that I've ever purchased any of their their albums or anything like that no. but after you talk about the show and you know how much you enjoyed it I'm like I would go oh it was totally yeah it was absolutely worth it but um something that I kind of realized afterwards is that like everybody knows Mr. Brightside oh my gosh it's like a universal I think so like to see that song performed live is really cool now we're many 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 years after the fact but it's like it's one of those songs that to see live experience live is really cool and that made me like at that point try to think what are some other songs that would fit into that um sort of category songs from our generation I mean like not going back in history but you know, let's say songs from the past 15 or 20 years that are kind of like that iconic. I have one mm-hmm. that just came to me. I don't know if you would agree. Coldplay, Yellow. Yeah, Coldplay. I'm a no on Coldplay. In general, I'm a no. Yeah, the Yellow was that, a good, I mean, well. That Yellow song is probably one of my favorite, even though they're not one of my favorite bands. Yellow is one of my favorite songs probably of all time. I have to think about that. I mean, I remember the song. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any concept for how iconic or not iconic it is. Gotcha. I guess it depends on the level of how much you like Coldplay or not, or maybe it is like, I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe. Can you think because I, I think personal opinion probably does get into this a little bit. But I wouldn't dispute like, yeah, Mr. Brightside. That I would definitely say. I wonder if, what else? What's another one? Yeah, I was trying to think because, okay, so a personal opinion one. And, you know, so this is funny. Third Eye Blind 
for example, has toured. Like they've been touring like not that long ago, you know, um, but semi-charmed life. Cause I never saw them live. Okay. That's because I didn't after, you know, high school or whatever, you know, they weren't like a thing, but semi-charmed life would be a really good one. But I don't know if that's quite is universal Do people now ever because I still will Mm -hmm. listen to that song I like that song I think I wonder if it's partly generational too like Mm -hmm. maybe that song for folks around our age is like one of those songs that's like stamped in time yeah um yeah because I'm trying to think if there's a song that would encompass kind of the whole spectrum maybe not like babies (laughs) right you know um, yeah I know and that's kind of I'm really part of the problem for me I think is that effective like 1999 I haven't listened to the radio like I don't know any songs that are have been popular like very few I knew Mr. Brightside and like smile like you mean I knew those killer songs because I saw them on the OC Right. Not because I heard them on the radio. What about like Whitney Houston stuff? I will always love you or something like that, like a ballad. I mean, I feel like that's a very popular. Probably, probably someone who's like 15 right now would probably have never heard of Whitney Houston. Oh, that's so depressing. Probably. I mean, do you think? I don't know if there are any 15 year old listeners. I think I have this set as 18. People who have parents of 15 year olds, do your kids know who Whitney Houston is? This is a very fascinating question. I really would like some feedback on this from people. Like, what do you think are some really iconic songs from the last 15 to 20 years? So Everybody let's take it knows. Back to, oh, so are you thinking more like since the year 2000, maybe? Yeah, like let's say the last, God. Is it actually 25 years? Is that how far back we need to go? Right. That's why I was like 15 to 25. So we're talking. So we're getting into the late 90s with 25. Mm -hmm. We're getting into the late 90s. So yeah, let's say the last 25 years. Yeah. We want some feedback on that. Yeah. What song Mm -hmm. performed live would you like pay a lot of money to see? Here's my other random DC story. I paid $800 for one ticket to go to Barbara Streisand. Not because I wanted to go to Barbara Streisand, but because I felt pressured into doing it by my boss and another lady who worked in our office. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, I guess it was good. I mean, so I can say I've seen Barbara Streisand live. I mean, that's probably a big deal for a certain set of people. That is a big deal for a lot of folks. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Here's so funny. I told my mom, I was like, she was like, so where are you going? And I was like, we're going to Nashville to see Brandi Carlisle. And she goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The that singer that you used to like when you were younger. Um, and what was her, who did she sing that song with? Was it like Monica? And I'm like, not that Brandy. <laughs> A different Brandy. 
Brandy. See, even that, like, I remember Brandy. I don't know any songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to love Brandy. I don't, oh, I don't I, remember any of that. I don't remember, I'm bad at remembering the titles of songs, but I can remember lyrics. If like, I heard, if you played a song ooh, and said, this is Brandy, it, there's a chance I would have heard it. She didn't do Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. That was TLC. Uh-huh. The Boy Is Mine was her and Monica. Okay. The Boy Is Mine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. And then also, please don't like comment on my singing. I don't <laughs> sing. I mean, I sing, but I don't sing well. So this is all just, just wait until you have a microphone in front of you. Oh, oh yeah. It's going to get real intense. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't sing well. Uh, but yeah, she said, I'm thinking of a couple other songs, but I, I can't think of the names of them and I would have to sing them for you. And I don't want to sing again. I feel like we're really dating ourselves, but it's fine. I've already established how old, how mm-hmm. old we are over here. I'm so curious about this question. What are some really like defining songs of, mm-hmm. of our generation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just of the last 25 years or so. Yeah. I think we'll get some good, some good feedback on this. Mm-hmm. I um, hope so. Hey, let's get it. Thanks for hanging with us through today's tangents. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back again soon, but meanwhile, you can follow along with us on Instagram at no tangents We would love it if you would subscribe and maybe even consider leaving us a review, a highly complimentary one. Keep it going, no, no, stop it. Don't get the picture, then we crap it. With no emotion, what's the lie? We just lost in our thoughts.